Hello and welcome to A Journey Through Fantasy. On this episode, we'll be covering chapters 30 through 37 of the Crimson Campaign, book two in the Powder Maids trilogy by Brian McClellan. You almost had it. You, oh were smiling. you were smiling, man. I couldn't handle it. I was dancing too. <laughs> you weren't paying attention to the dancing, at least. You almost had it. No, we're going to leave it, right? Yeah, we're leaving it. It's done, whatever. Um, my name is Patrick. We're this freaking close. <laughs> you you were on the last word, even. You started laughing at the last word. Yeah, I hate you. Um, my name is Patrick. His name is Matt. You know who, you know what the deal is. You know what the deal is. You know what we're I here for. You were to say his name is a piece of crap or something like that. They already know that. Um, <laughs> I ain't telling them nothing they don't know. No, hell no. Yeah, I mean, you get it honest. Um, so uh, <laughs> here we are. <laughs> Chapter 30. Um, yeah, so Adamat uh, gets, you know, he's over at the Salty Pig or whatever the heck it is. The Salty Spittoon. Salty Spittoon. And he's he's um, he's mad because that, that slaver guy done did what slaver guys do, you know. Regardless of if the guy... Um, actually follows through with the situation you kind of already knew that was going to happen there was going to be a situation where either he got stood up or it was going to look like that yeah. you know like that it, it that was pretty evident um and um he decides to go to, he, he makes a decision right there that he's going to go to uh norport himself you know he asked at, you know he asked sue smith if he'll go sue smith says he'll go under the uh, condition that he sleeps on it so there is massive typos in this chapter oh really the first time norport is mentioned it is called norport every single time in this chapter in the book it says norpoint and then when you go to the map it says norport oh really i left my book in the other room but yeah that's great somebody didn't edit and i'm not like so when you said Norport in the last episode, yeah, I was like, that's not what it's called. Yeah. But I didn't I didn't say anything because it didn't matter. And I wasn't sure if I was actually right. <laughs> I was like, I'm pretty sure it's called Norpoint. Yeah. And it's because I had remember I was a chapter ahead. Oh, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And I mentioned, or I mentioned that to you. And so I had just that had been the freshest chapter in my mind when you said that. That makes sense. That makes sense. And I was like, this isn't what this place is called. But he, but Brian McClellan don't even know what it's called. Apparently. And so I went back and read the chapter, or not the chapter again. It was mentioned again in the next chapter somewhere. And I was like, Norpoint. I thought Patrick said that wrong. And so then I went back to the chapter and it says Norport. And then I went back to the map and it says Norport. And I go, and it made me think I was going crazy. That's That's hilarious but yeah <laughs> norpoint Nor so so i'm guessing it's norport yeah because it's on the map hey i would assume because it's on the map it's and it was it's called that the first time it was brought up I but it so. could be norpoint so he he's decided to go to either Norport or Norpoint, one or the other. If you got one of them special limited edition books on the map that says Norpoint on it. We're talking about the same place. Yeah, Norpo. If it says Norpo, you're you just call it Norpy. Norpy or or Norpo. I like Norpo better. Norpo. I'm hey, I'm Norpo. Um, but uh, but yeah. So Sue Smith wants him to sleep on it, and so he 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 goes back home um and he tells uh his wife that's what he's planning on doing she kind of gives him the same spill from the last chat you know the last episode about how you know i'm not going to lose you too and all this stuff and it, it works on him this time he decides he's not going to do it um but he but he he's, he takes his money back because he he gathered up you know all, all the money i failed to mention that he had a suitcase full of the remaining money uh i think a loan he got from ricky t uh and some uh takes life to ricky t bag yeah yeah he takes like ricky t bags yeah with faye being adamant about it and ricky saying it's time to go on vacation faye's on board like, yeah the combination of the two 
you know. Yeah. So, yeah, Ricky Teabag, when he does that, wants to take uh, Adamat and his family to the grand opening of the Pandelive Canal. Which was w- once going to be the King Manhuch Canal, but not anymore. It is now the Pandelive. The King, did you say Manich? Manhuch. Oh, I thought you said Manich. I was like, King Man- Man- Manwich. King Slamagram. Oh, <laughs> tell you what. Uh, well, yeah, so yeah, he, they convinced him to go to the, to the grand opening of that. And, um, but uh, during all that, uh, um, wait, is it, is it here? Or am I, am I, am I going crazy? Is this not where, where uh, Bo shows up? I don't believe so. I thought Bo shows up, says that he's got a letter. Uh, cause Ricky T Ricky T bag has a letter for him. Yeah. This is it. Oh yeah. Bo, Bo shows up, um, in the middle of their meeting and Bo's like, you're, um, yeah, yeah. He, he shows up and, uh, he, he says something about, I think it was when, uh, Adam Matt was talking about how he kind of made a stupid decision. And and Ricky Teabags was kind of like, you know, hey, I mean, you know, we all make mistakes. And he says something about calling him either the, he calls him the bravest, bravest and stupidest man alive. And Bo walks in and is like, I can attest to that. <laughs> and, and Ricky and Ricky Teabags doesn't know who Bo is. And he's like, hey, I, I heard you got a letter. He's like, I'm, you know, privileged Bo Berdier. And I've, I hear you got a letter for me from Daniel Tushot. And regardless, it's, you know, it is a letter. And, it sounds like Bo's going to head down there and try to save him, try to save uh, Daniel. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah. Bo's that boy. Yeah. The, the more we're going into these, into this book, the more I like Bo. He's starting to become like my favorite character. I liked Bo a lot from the last book. I liked like him. I I said, just, he, I, he was kind of in the shadows for me. He's that nice guy, Ned meme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Daniel <laughs> returns to get his things and finds Capel naked. Um, and her face is <laughs> not in a good way. Uh, her face is shadowed. I kind of pictured like a noir scene, like you know, black and white and shadowy, and she's just sitting there, whatever. But immediately, it's not that. So it's very. Bad I didn't scene. even. I didn't picture it as that. I pictured her on like all fours. With kind of her ass towards the door. <laughs> I don't know. He <laughs> <laughs> couldn't see her face. So I just said, <laughs> I thought she was head down, ass up. <laughs> Jeez, I'm over here thinking about like freaking Humphrey Bogart, and you're over here thinking about Brazzers.com. <laughs> yeah. The Maltese dildo over here. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, geez, okay. He walks, <laughs> just walks in and oh my god. <laughs> Cable's been teasing it for a while now, but she's about to give him that ass. Give him that ass. The bone eye starring Ron Jeremy. <laughs> um the chocolate starfish starting Daniel's two shot. <laughs> All righty. <laughs> it's, it is, uh, it's actually not what it starts out to be because Daniel kind of starts off being like, Pole, you know, what are you doing? Come on, girl, get yourself together. But uh, uh, it's actually, there's like five members in there who have been beating her up, who try to start beating him up, and they're part of Dorvir's uh, third brigade. Um, Daniel rips the jaw off one of them. Straight up rips the jaw. Off <laughs> he of makes them. those dudes look stupid. No, he ki- he kills them. Uh, and uh, you know he carries Capel out. They try to they go to the Wings of Adam camp. Uh, to try it's to get the safety. first time he like does something in this camp, and he's like, "Oh crap! Yeah, I've done messed up. Yeah, I done I done fudged up." He's like, he's like, I killed five of the. Like five military men, and but so he goes to the wings of Adam Cap. But they were like, you know, they was, well, whatever. But uh, 
you know, they get capable there. You're getting treated. And Dorvir shows up into the camp, you know, saying that, you know, they released Daniel into into their custody because he's, you know, he's he's killed five five men. Um, ripped one of their jaws out. Ripped one of their jaws out. You know what I'm saying? Um, so already, so like, you know, we left off last chapter or last episode with, you know, he was, it was kind of cool because he was about to join the wings of Adam. But now all that comes to a screeching halt because of all this crap. You know, he's going to, there's going to be some kind of trial of some sort again, or something's going to happen. Um, oh, crap. It is. And it was all planned. We know it was. Um, so now it, officially, I think, I think the door of yours, the snake. You think so? Yeah. Speaking of snakes and backstabbery. I'm gonna bring something up when we uh, actually when we get to what I was about to talk about about that Kez bean farmer. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, so so officially we're going to chapter 31, and um, Nyla uh, is working on stitching up Bo's gloves because he got some holy privilege gloves, and um, you know she's working on it and she keeps thinking about um, like she think I think she thinks that Bo wants to like wants to make love to her he's like i don't know if you know the nice guy meme like i don't know if you know like the new age term of nice guy like Uh she thinks he's nice guying her you know where Uh he does something nice for her and he expects because he's a nice guy yeah that she returns the favor yeah which also it's it's less like that and more like, you know, she knows that he's used to getting his way. And, you know, uh, and she brings this up. I mean, the 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 privilege are known to have like a crazy sex drive, which we learned that in the last book. So like she's aware of that. And so I mean, it kind of makes sense to maybe put two and two together. Mm-hmm. In this instance, you know, you're not getting five. You're not getting four. You're probably getting like 4.5. Uh, <laughs> so um but uh you know they're talking <laughs> yeah two and the you know <laughs> two and the one <laughs> um jeez <laughs> um, well i don't know what we're doing tonight um but <laughs> he uh, you know he talks to her about her upbringing and whatnot um and you know he, he's she meant he mentioned something about you know, did, did the people come by to test to see if she was a privilege? And she said they did. Um, but, but you know, he, he has, he wants her to put on the gloves to see if she is a privilege. Um, because they say they sometimes they make it through them without the magic being noticed. So mm-hmm. she doesn't want to do it. It develops at like a later age. Yeah. So sort of teasing some things that will, that will come. Um, nice. Uh, and I believe they said that in this chapter that he, w- you know, he was only going to let him and or her and Jakob stay for three days, and it's been six. Yeah. So, so he's you know he's been real nice about it. Um, Bo's that dude. But yeah, Bo's that dude. Um, and then, uh, so then here we go. So Tamas and his men are marching, and they meet a Kez bean farmer, uh, furious about the actions, um, you know, of this supposed. Adran army and it's pretty quickly thought that or at least I thought this was that it is the Kez pretending to be them but also I kind of thought there was a little part of me that was like well maybe it's actually like Dorvir sent a sent an actual regiment of the Adran army to do this yeah so like I didn't think it was as cut and dry that it was the Kez but I pretty much was leaning that way. I I thought it was pretty cut and or I thought it was cut and dry. The only other thing I could have thought is that it may have been that Rudania Gurla trading company that Claremont oh, yeah. owns. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we find out pretty quickly that it's the Kaz. Yeah. But yeah, the the, the these Edrin had come through uh, or this Adran in quotes or actually Kaz came through and like did he say that they took his like daughter and wife and then like crippled his son 
Yeah, and then also like took all their like harvested food and then burned all their crops. Yeah, which we see and, later. It's the later chapters. They keep doing that across for everybody. Yeah. Sorry, what so, were you gonna say? No, that yeah, you you. Oh you, oh. <laughs> yeah, no, that was what I was gonna say. Get you. Um. Uh. So yeah. So um. Yeah. So it's kind of revealed that the kids are are kind of trying to sneak into Adra uh, through the through the north the north so, side. So um, chapter twenty or chapter thirty two. Ricky T. Bags and Animat uh, and Animat's family, they're on their way to see the grand opening of the canal. Um, and this is actually kind of funny. Like, um, they, they start talking about how normally, like, this area where the canal is would be guarded by the uh, Mountain Watch, mm-hmm. which the Mountain Watch in this world is very similar to the Night's Watch in Game of Thrones. Because yeah. it is made up of, it's made up of like people Criminal. who, yeah, they 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 either had a choice of being in prison or going here, or maybe being executed or going here. Um, and so Rickard, being the, you know, leader of the union, fought for it to be, uh, for the guard, the people who were guarding the canal, to be actually part of a union. Yeah. And instead of the Mountain Watch. And, Ricky um, being the tea bag he is, because Madamat brings it up. He goes, he says something about like, because he refers to the Mount Watch as being like a government thing, like it's it's government protection. I think he just says it's like more of official. I don't I don't know if he mentions government. Well, he might not have said the word government, but I know he mentions that the union is more of a privatized form. Like yeah. He's making yeah, and so. You, I guess, so you would assume Mountain Watch isn't privatized. It's actually official. Like, the government pays them to do it, I guess, is more so. Like, they're government contracted. So, in, a, in essence, they represent the government in a way. And I took it more as just, like, a tradition thing as opposed to that. Yeah, it's tradition for the Mountain Watch to do it. Um, but, like, I'm, I'm sitting up here, like, I mean, I guess this makes sense. But then it comes back to bite Ricky Teabags because uh, there's a fleet of ships showing up, and it's the Brew Brew uh, was a Brudania Gurla Trading Company, which is old Mister Claremont. So there's nobody supposed to be going through it, and the, and they're going through it. So it's not supposed to open for a couple of days, and then Adamat uses a telescope and sees those sails, and he goes, "Are there supposed to be ships?" <laughs> and Ricky T is like, "There's no ships." Ain't no not, shit not for a couple of days. <sighs> yeah, yeah. It's it, it was pretty funny. I enjoyed that. Um I, I, I think they might have had might have should have had a mountain watch there. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. just my well, opinion. We've seen 100%. how good they are at defending places. Oh yeah. One hundred percent. Um yeah, Mountain Watch should have been there. So yeah, this was a not a good instance of 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 bringing in a union to to do that um it's, well, i mean and it's not just that i mean bringing in anybody who doesn't have the experience like the mount watch has had if they've been guarding this area for years which is what it, i was made to believe maybe i'm maybe i read that wrong no but you didn't um but yeah it, it was an interesting thing i i, I kind of love that whole what you just laid out the way that played out the you know the him using the. I was getting returned to honor turkey and the straw vibes, <laughs> but but in a good way. But in a good way. Yeah, it was funny. Uh, um, so then we switch over, and Mahali uh, is trying to convince Daniel uh, and Capel to uh, to go to Kresimir because he this has is been in having. The, and this is in the wings of Adam Camp. Yeah, it's in, yeah, we're still in the wings of Adam Camp, um, and I think we've already established that um, uh, Daniel. They're they're gonna make Taniel go to uh, Adro Adapest. Yeah, to face like trial or something like yeah, that. Yeah, because it's a civil thing; it's not a military thing, apparently. Yeah. Um, since so, he's not in the military anymore, so he can't um, even. Re- I think it's revealed in this chapter that he can't really be a part of the Wings of Adam as intended. Yeah, because the Wings of Adam have some rule that won't allow anybody who has charges filed against them. Yeah, at a current at a current time, he 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 would need to get that cleared up before he can actually start serving. 
right uh, in the wings of Adam. So, um, but yeah, so Mahali is is um, is you know convincing him to go to Kresmir because Mahali is has been having these like some kind of communications. I don't know if like it's a mind thing, you know, kind of like a uh, you know how uh, was it like in Stranger Things how Eleven goes upside down and communicates with people sometimes. So I was picturing that episode of SpongeBob. Okay. Where, uh, I don't remember what the context was exactly, but Plankton and SpongeBob become friends and they're singing a sad song and the clouds of them like start developing over one on the Krusty Krab and one of the Chum Bucket and they start yeah. reaching out to one another. And so yeah. that's kind of how I was picturing it. That makes sense. I think yeah. that's exactly what Brian McClellan was pulling from. I yeah. really think so too. I Big mean, SpongeBob I mean, this, guy. This is almost plagiarism <laughs> very close i don't know who wrote spongebob that's the one thing i don't know about spongebob but we need to get this guy in a civil suit yep 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 uh <laughs> but uh so mahali believes that chrismere is slowly going mad due to that uh bullet um uh, that that tangle shot into his eye and um he wants to he's a, he's afraid that he's just going to end up starting to like kill everybody and 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 mahali makes a point that you know he says that you know he you can really see the pacifist in mahali come out and you know going off of what we talked about last time after after the episode off air and you t- you you talked about you know what's mahali going to think about this, yeah, Tavis's revelation, and um, and yeah, this right here kind of hits home that um, he's probably not gonna like it. Um, I wouldn't think so. If Brian McClellan does not tackle this subject with Mahali and Tamis, that'll be a failure on, and, and that'll make this book series go down in my book because that those are two opposite heads that need to meet if they're ever going to meet again, you know, if one of them doesn't die before they meet again. I find it hard to believe that Mahali didn't, knowing what we know about Mahali, he didn't know that to begin with, but I agree. I mean, he's got, knowing what we know about him, he's going to have a major problem with this. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. So wait, I I mean, I'm trying to make sure. Is this where, um, is this where he talks about uh, how he, he it kind of is revealed that he uses um, uh, food as a way to... He manipulates people through food. Yeah, is this where it's revealed? Uh, I believe so. Yeah, and we had talked about that in, mm-hmm. in Promise of Blood because he's doing all this cooking and and everybody loves it and then people started changing you know leading up to when that massacre in uh when the the uh what are they called black Black street barber yeah when they showed up uh you know everybody was there eating and whatnot we had kind of already thought about that and um and uh it makes sense so i'm wondering this whole time i'm wondering what kind of stuff what how much of this has been Mahali behind the scenes? How much of everything up until now has been Mahali behind the scenes? I would think a lot more than we originally had a concept of. Yeah, yeah, probably so. Um, but yeah, he wants uh he wants Krismer to be healed and um and Mahali believes that if he is able to think clearly, Krismer will leave out of pest. And so uh Daniel, uh Mahali heals Capel and then gives Capel some of his blood. Um, and I still, I didn't understand why he did that. Maybe just to gain favor with them. I didn't understand it, but basically they're about to go get Kresmer's blood so that I guess Capel can have some advantage on him yeah. and they can, and, the, and then Mahali can get in there and take the bullet out, hopefully. Um, but um, is that, that's about it. That's about all for chapter 20, chapter 32. Mm-hmm. Um, chapter 33 
Tamus and his men, uh, they dig some trenches around the camp, uh, you know, to add some security because of these Kez soldiers that are that are pretending to be Adran. Um, and all of a sudden, uh, a ranger, and it's one of Gavril's, comes running up, uh, racing back to Caps, and he is being chased by some dragoons who are actually Kez, but they're disguised to look Adran. Um, and uh, Tamus fights them off. Uh, I like how he he like shoot, he shoots some bullets and I think he misses some people, but then they weave their way through to the back and take out someone in the back and the dragoons aren't even noticing, you know, that yeah. they're, that they're getting taken out. That was a pretty cool scene. Um, but they don't know where Gavril is because Gavril had went off on a, like a scouting type thing. So he's, he fights off the dragoons and he's, he's trying to go find Gavril. Uh, and then Laura finds him later horseless and it's revealed that you know he had to shoot the, the horse uh he went down on him he had to shoot the horse and um that was actually a few miles back like two miles and then he's like really and then he's like well, where's olam and he's like well he his horse lost a shoe 15 miles back and he's like 15 miles he goes, yeah you've gone 40 miles yeah so he... <laughs> and this whole chapter is i mean that's the summary of it, but it doesn't really encapsulate how dramatic this entire yeah. chapter was. It was so yeah. like, like one perspective, which isn't normal for these chapters, and we just finished summing it up. And yeah, it's still like the length of a normal chapter. So like it has a lot of like contextual stuff, like yeah, when he's talking to that when he's talking to beyond we met we uh he has a conversation with beyond yeah because he's saying that the kez wouldn't do this mm -hmm. the kez would never never raid and pillage um kez camps yeah yeah and then also um during that conversation no that's in the next chapter sorry it's oh, okay without that part but he's okay. having a conversation with olam and he just hears something off in the distance. He yeah. hears it again and hears it again. And then he uses his telescope and sees like miles away a ranger riding as hard as he can towards them. And they don't see the dragoons yet. Mm -hmm. And then Thomas like gets everybody to the ready. And then he goes off on his own, figures out that Gabriel was like, in in the hullabaloo of all this he asked the uh ranger what happened to gabriel and he's like well he stayed back so that one of us could make it to back to warn you and so tamis once he learns that gabriel's in trouble like he basically goes into a fugue state he doesn't yeah. remember any of this and he when we wake up when he wakes up it's like the next morning like it's about to go gray outside it's like four in the morning he's gone 40 miles had to kill his horse blah 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 yeah it was a it was a to be what it was it was a very entertaining chapter mm -hmm. and know, he's in uh, delive now like he rode all the way to delive he's now long, yeah. no longer at kez yeah it was it was really cool uh I guess, you know, like you said, when you sum it up and you look at it, it doesn't seem like much, but it was a lot. And um, I think it was one of Brian McClellan's better chapters. I agree. And also, um, and we also get to see a little bit more perspective into Tam Tamis, Thomas, however, um, how he feels about Gabriel, because he's basically saying, I don't have any family outside of Taniel now. And yeah. like, he can't lose his other brother, and it causes him to go into a freaking fugue state and ride forty miles trying to get him. Berserker Thomas. Yeah. Uh, but they decide to settle in and make camp for the night, so they they just camp right there. Um, and then chapter thirty four, we we stay with Thomas. He wakes up, and you know the rest of the army's caught up, um, and uh they bring a Kez prisoner and, you know, he hasn't, um, you know, he hasn't, uh, I think they took his shoes off and they made him walk. So like his feet are all busted. 
Uh, they hadn't fed him, get, give him any water, nothing. And he's like, hey, you know, we need to have some, you know, decorum, you know. And he tells him to you know, get him his shoes and get him some uh, food and drink. Um, and then, I was right about that detail because Beyond comes up and, you know, yeah. Beyond comes up and he's <laughs> angry because he's come yeah. to find out that what he was asserting in the last chapter, and yeah, in the last chapter is is you know true or yeah. what he was asserting is not true and yeah the fact that the kez are doing this and uh and it, it was him who ordered the the shoes to be taken off and all that stuff so he wanted to listen to beyond here <laughs> yeah and he also orders field or tamas to kill him immediately yeah like do some kind of ex, uh a firing squad yeah and, death by firing squad to all these kez uh, soldiers because of all the crimes of like burning Kez stuff, and um, and Tamas says, like, nah, this is my camp." Yeah, he's like, "I'm not gonna be let a prisoner tell me what to do." Um, but they interrogate that prison, you know, these prisoners, and they find out that um, you know, that the Kez have taken uh, Alvation, the town that they've been trying to get to. Um, but there's, you know, they are pretending to be Adrian soldiers, um, and they find out that Gavril was taken back to Alvation. And I love the way this ended when he's just like, yeah, they, they sent someone in there, um, you know, to lead this. But it, it would, I want to, I want to go to this little detail before we, you say this. Okay. Okay. Um, Beyond is talking to one of the soldiers and yeah, one of the Kez soldiers and they're trying, yeah. they're basically like during this interrogation, Beyond's there too. And he's like, my father would never do this. He yeah. didn't want to do this. What caused him to do this? And he's just astounded that his father would do this. And so we get a little bit of changing and beyond. You see, you know, you yeah. see that he's actually a good dude. And then oh, yeah. the Kez says, well, it, we weren't going to do this until uh, that darn privileged. Yeah, yeah, that darn privileged came in and um, and he's like, <laughs> he's like who is he and like i uh i don't have the book with me but like the like the way it's played out it's just like he, he's like what's his name like he gets he like he keeps pushing it off pushing it off he's like what is his name and he's like it's duke duke nixlaus so it's old boy I told that got you, thrown i told you the second this came up when it said duke nixlaus and you texted me i forgot to text you back when you said dang nicola or something like that oh Oh well, I I was at when we when we had the discussion of promise of blood. I was like, he should have just killed his ass. Yeah, should have just done it. He's gonna do something. But what's funny about that side note? Uh, when I said dang Nicola, I wasn't talking about this. Oh, uh, were you not? I had just read. I had just read in Caliban's War when Prax's wife sent out that message saying that he beat her. Oh yeah, fuck that B. Yeah, that's what I was referring to. I was like, I the hell, this. the hell with Nicola. I was like, she's a scumbag. Um, and so, and like your response, I was like, I don't understand what he's kind of talking about. I thought you were talking about. It. I thought you were talking about Nikki D. <laughs> that's hilarious. And because both me and you, I was on the, I was on the stance that he should have just killed him, and then you were like. You know, it kind of makes sense what Tamas did because he can't do any harm with his yeah. hands cut off. It was like, nah, he's, he's going to come back. Yeah. Gonna, he ain't going to do something. Yeah, he should have done it. Yeah, uh, I, I'm I'm with you. I, I'll concede he should have just went ahead and did that because it's come back to bite him. Rat bastard. Come back to bite you in the bottom. <laughs> so then we switch over to Adam Ad, and he's wondering about uh, Claremont's intentions in Adro. Um and also, you know, how do you keep your family safe? Uh, you know, uh, keep his family safe. Um, and uh, Ricky Teabag comes back and requests to see him. Not a lot's going on there. Um, you know, we just get a little bit of perspective from Adam at in, in the situation because they've come back from that whole situation with the Pandela Canal. My name, not Matt, is Billy Pepper. <laughs> All right, so ch- chapter chapter 35 we failed to mention in the previous chapter that i believe that uh you know we've talked about how it was revealed that mahali does uh uses food to kind of use his spells and that's 
that was all because he was going to do the invisibility thing with with Daniel. So that's kind of how that all came about. Yeah. Daniel has invisibility. He's sneaking through the Kes camp, and uh, he he comes up on a guy, and uh, I guess he made a noise, um, and the guy's like the guy, I guess who's there standing guard also has a knack with him who can see in the dark and he yells to that guy and says hey there's someone out there he goes well no i would have said something if there was he goes yeah. all right i thought i heard something he's like well now that now that person knows that i'm here <laughs> so it was a funny little exchange but um daniel makes his way through all that and uh he makes it to like the central tent area or it's like a bunch of tents kind of kind of attached to one another it's a huge kind of thing mm -hmm. and um the field mark like a bunch of soldiers come out and he he, he knows he needs to get like a high-ranking officer because he needs to figure out where Kresimir where he's staying at um and you know some you know normal military folk come out like you know infantry infantrymen and then like a colonel and then general and then boom field marshal uh gootlet uh, comes out and he takes him captive uh and you know basically is you know trying to figure out where where Kresimir is and he is that how your uh audiobook pronounced it gootlet i believe so gootlet it i just read it as goutlet it makes more sense to be goutlet but you know he probably eats too much processed meat anyway so there'll be two on the nose so does billy peppas Billy Pep was. <laughs> You're gonna have a good time going back to this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, and so then, chapter thirty-six, Tamis, Flora, and Olam uh, scout out Alvation um, uh, with the rest of the Powder Mages, and um, you know they can kind of they kind of see what all's going down there. And there's some like there's this I think it's like a church. There's a steeple. And like, there's a bunch of like people who've been like killed, like they're they're shown up there, kind of like kind of like on pikes, but or maybe they're like hung there or whatever. But basically, showing like, off. yeah, I'm picturing like uh, when Daenerys Targaryen is marching to Marine, and there's just slaves like, yeah, uh, nailed to like, I guess cross. They're like semi cross type thing. Oh, they I think they were just straight up crosses. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, but yeah, that's what's happening there. And like Tamas kind of makes the point. He's like, freaking Nick Slaus, yo scummy bag. Um, he ain't no Billy Peppers, I tell you what. And um, Slaus sucks, I tell you. Like, he is, he ain't got no hands. I guess he's just going to take it out on the rest of the world. How's, did how's he, he killing him with no hands? He, big Cress is on their side. Or, maybe he healed him. Well, or maybe he's not even using magic. Maybe he's just. Using military force. All I know is that Nick Sloss has got some major Napoleon syndrome. Maybe. Which, you know, what's funny about that, everybody associates that with being short, but I think I read somewhere where Napoleon really wasn't actually any shorter than the average person. It was that the French used a different kind of measuring. It was a little bit off. So even though his may have said five, I don't know, three. It was really like 5'11". Dang. It was something was like that. I was hoping I was taller than Napoleon. My whole life has been well, centered around that. Well, I, I, I'm going off. Man. I'm going off here. So I, I mean, I I heard that somewhere. It might not be true. I don't know. I haven't looked it up, but you might you might look it up and figure that out. But um, but Tamas decides he's going to head into the city and find Gabriel, and he promotes Olam. Uh, and sends him back to command the seventh and the ninth. So Olam got Make some field marshal. No, what uh, is it? General or colonel? I think it's colonel. Yeah, he makes him a pretty high ranking dude. Um. Uh. Then we swap over to uh Bo, and Bo takes Nyla to her old employer's house uh, because. Uh, you know, she was at the Duke's house at the beginning of this whole thing, because Bo tells a story about how he, um, you know, when when he was found that, you know, or when he was a kid, he was like a like a street 
you know, thug kind of thing, you know, and he he would play with Taniel, and Tamis didn't want Taniel running around with some, you know, street rat like that, and so he gave he made him take classes and lessons and whatnot, and so he practiced writing using Tamis's like correspondence letters, mm-hmm. and he remembered, you know, when that Tamis wanted to get rid of the nobility from the military because of corruption. And we, we'd heard that before we, you know, that that's nothing new to the reader. Um, but he mentioned that he, it sounded like the Duke dude, Duke elements, elements was involved in it some mm-hmm. way. And he, he wanted, if he can find proof that he can go down to the front lines and free in free Taniel without, you know, getting blood on his hands. He's hoping that the corruption that he finds, the potential evidence of corruption from Eldamets is connected to the corruption that Tadiel and Borbadir. Yeah. That Tadiel and Borbadir are uh, conspiring about in the war camps. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so they, they go over there and do that. And I had a, I'm having a little bit of a problem because, you know, we talked about how, before that you can you can have a certain level of of um coincidence but too much coincidence kind of it kind of annoys the reader the you know uh, i wouldn't say a reader of higher intelligence but a reader who's wanting to get something more out of the story than just your everyday whatever you know you you can't rely on coincidence too much and this kind of got me so they go back to where Nyla used to work and it just so happens, you know, they they don't find anything, but then they're in the study and there's a fireplace and she just happens to react going off. I do. I hear it. I thought it was a woman. It's a freaking cat. It's our boy cat. (laughs) Oh, so I was, I was off on all counts. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) This is a journey through fantasy with Patrick, Matt and his cat. And Budley. Budley. You want a Bud Light for Budley? Um, and, uh, but, uh, but what, you know, there, she happens to remember that um, the Duke would always sit in a chair next to the fire and he would never fill the fire up himself. He would get servants to do it. But she remembered a time where he was kneeling by the fire. And that was the, you know, it just happened to be off. And so that's where they find there's like, you know, there's some stuff underneath the, the, the floor there that they find, and it it actually is what Bo's looking for. It'll help Bo. Um, but see, that's just a little too like so. So if you, if you work your way backwards, so they're in a, so Bo needs to find something in particular, and he has to go to this particular house that ha- also happens to be the house where the woman that he has taken in just by happenstance used to work. There's way too much coincidence happening here. Way too much, way too much convenience to the plot. It's armor. a little weird. Yeah. Um, and like when you're in it, 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 this goes back to what we talked about in promise of blood. And we talked about if we wasn't reading it in little spurts, we probably would enjoy it more. That's really evident here because if I had just read this like in a week, this i wouldn't really have thought about this mm-hmm. i probably would have a little bit but going back to it i was just like wait a minute i was like this is way too way too much so um but regardless whatever uh he finds what he needs but then he leaves uh and for some reason uh, and but he leaves his gloves so she puts them on and tries to see if they would work and they don't work and you realize it was all a trick to get her to put the gloves on. But then he slaps her, and uh, Nyla you get, like, goes a to response out of her. Yeah, which she said, "You can just kiss me next time." So it kind of sounds like Nyla is, would be game for if Bo did try to make some kind of advancements on on it. It does seem like that, and <laughs> it seemed like that before, but this was like her confirmation to Bo that he's living rent free in her mind. And then Bo is like noted it noted uh but she you know she balls up a fist and he's like well hold on now and uh you look back 
he looks back and her her hand is glowing with blue flame and she's not wearing his gloves so what does that mean you know what does that mean like is she some kind of different kind of is she a pretty eye or something i don't know i'm thinking like maybe it's a whole new thing kind of like the powder mages developed there's a lot of weird stuff happening here so like this chick is automatic supersonic hypnotic hypnotic, funky fresh if I can ever get a, a cat or a dog, I'm going to name him Billy, Billy Peppas. Um, <laughs> so we're going to move on to chapter 37. Is Billy Peppas. Billy Peppas. Uh, Tamis and Laura sneak into Alvation, Uh And they kind of, it, it's, this is a pretty cool scene. This chapter this cool. felt a lot like uh, some chapters uh, in The Will of Time. There's some chapters that a lot of chapters with especially Matt. It felt like a chapter out of uh, Stormlight Archive. Well that kind of makes sense. <laughs> yeah. uh, that makes sense. Um so man that makes me that makes me even more excited to read Stormlight. But um regardless uh they they find themselves in the middle of like these little uprisings that are happening throughout the city uh to take back uh from these Adron but actually Kez folk and uh tamis kills the kes soldiers he finds um letting like a group of the day libs go free um and what you end up finding out is he's there to get to saban's sister her his sister lives in in alvation and hylona uh, hylona yeah and um i'd like to make a comment about him killing those kes yeah like the reason he has to do it is because Laura and him are trying to hop over a fence to hide and yeah. Laura does it and he can't. Yeah. And so he's just out in the open in the middle of the street. There's nowhere to hide. And but then, he, but then he, he takes care of business though. He takes care of business, but then Laura comes back out and she goes, I see where Daniel gets it from. Yeah. Y'all are the only two people that can like, like he kills him like in an almost an instant and she's like i could kill these people but the way that you and Daniel are capable of doing this is just it's crazy nothing short of incredible or something like that yeah so it makes me wonder what you know there's probably there's still more layers to this onion that we haven't peeled off yet onion onion <laughs> but um but yeah, so they 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 find uh um, Onion. <laughs> so they find them. <laughs> uh you throw me off tonight. Uh Helona <laughs> Billy Pe- they finally find Billy Pueppa's house. Hello Helona? Is that her name? Helona? That's a I would say Hylona or Helona. Helona. Onion. Uh, they find their house, find her house. Uh, they make their way in, and then they also have to hide because um, some people come in. Uh, the same, it, those, those same Della fighters that were escaping the Kaz that Cam has killed. Yeah, and with them, into the house. and with them is Helona, huh? Helona, and uh, they they you, you kind of hear them going back and forth, and they the she doesn't think that it's the adrans well she she doesn't want to believe that it actually is the adrans but the other guy's trying to be like no it's it's them it's not the kids she says yeah she says it's the kids he's heard him speak and then he said they're just speaking kids to throw them off yeah um but then he mentioned something about um you know field marshal tamas he would do it because he's a monster Mm-hmm. And then, and then she brings up her brother Seven, which you realize she doesn't know that he's dead. Um, and then, but he's like, you know, Seven wouldn't let him attack Daylive. And the guy said something about there's a reason why your your parents uh, dis- disowned him. Uh, and then she slaps the dude. So out of line. It seems like she's commanding this kind of semi-resistance that's happening in the city oh yeah yeah um but then they they realize that somebody's watching them and uh uh vlora actually escapes before the dude like hits where she was hiding she was hiding behind a curtain typical tip what is this the movie clue 
hiding behind curtains. Vlora in the curtain with the powder mage. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. With a pip, with a pip, with the onion. Uh, onion. <laughs> and uh, so, but the Dalev goes out to chase her. And at that time, Tamis decides to um, leave his hiding place and, and confront her. Naked. Um, ne- naked as a bulldozer. Just, just like K-Pole did. <laughs> Daniel. Head <laughs> <laughs> down, ass up. <laughs> the Maltese fellatio. Um, <laughs> so we swap over uh, <laughs> to Billy Pepper. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have a hell of a time editing this shit. Um, <laughs> Adamat uh, finds old rickety bags and uh, begins, you know, talking about you know organizing a militia to defend Adro from this uh, Rudanian invasion. Um, and, um, and then him and Fail, you know, finally kind of talk about the situation happened with Vetus. You know, he still is pissed off at her about all that. Well, you know, letting him go. But what they realize is because, you know, because of the situation when he went to meet with the slavers, he, you know, he kind of realizes Vetus gave him the wrong information on how to open up dialogue with them. And it almost got him killed. So what else could he been mis, you know, lying about? So they kind of come to a realization that all that, all of this with Vetus was leading them away from Claremont's true purpose uh, and just distracting them for what's about to happen. So it, it further puts into my mind that Claremont's going to end up taking over Adro uh, for for right. I don't know I don't know for how long, but but Adro is not uh, is not out of the water right now. They're they're going to get taken. Things. And and what'll be even worse is if Claremont's working with. Kez, but I don't think he is. I don't Actually, think he is either. I think these are two separate things happening. Yeah. So, but yeah, so that's um, that's where we'll end it for today, chapter thirty-seven. Um, next time we will come back and do chapters uh, thirty-eight through the epilogue. It'll be the final. It'll be the ultimate uh, <laughs> uh, episode in uh, of the, the penultimate movie. book. <laughs> there you oh, go. Powder <laughs> and uh and then you know after that we'll come back for the autumn republic uh maybe a couple little bonus here and there but um overall these chapters were great i, I overall i think this is a better book than promise of blood i agree um you know the it promise of blood was good though it, it was I really think good. the stuff that happens in this book is more entertaining than the stuff that happens in promise of blood I think the storytelling in Promise of Blood is better than this oh, book. Oh, really? Yeah, I do. So, 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 Brian McClellan's writing in general? Not so much the writing, it's the storytelling. Okay, because I was going to say, I think his writing's better. His writing's getting better. I agree with that. But, but I'm just talking about, like, I guess it's the beginning of the setting. Yeah. You know, like, the first book really if it's a, you know if it's a multi book you know series yeah. a lot of the first book is going to be setting and yeah, yeah i don't know i just thought i mean the story i think the storytelling kind of is baked in to be better and those type of things cuz they kind of yeah. have to set the you know set the scene yeah 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 but if this is the payoff to that, if to that like storytelling or setting, mm-hmm. then he's done a good job. It's good. What do you think? What? Do, yeah. Oh yeah. What do you think? What do you think is going to happen? What's your predictions going into this last episode? What do you think? Where do you think this thing's going to wrap up? So, if there wasn't a third book, yeah, it would affect the way that I would answer that question. But knowing that I know there's a third book, I think that Tamis is going to take care of uh, Daylive, finally killed Nick Slaus. He's going to come in and save the day in Adapest because he's coming down from the same area 
that Claremont came from. Uh, if you look at the map they live, you know, you have to access it from that northern passage, that canal. Yeah. So I think he's going to come down the canal and kind of give Claremont a whooping. I think, uh, I don't think Kresimir's going to die here. So whatever happens, I don't think Daniel's mission is successful. And I don't know what that means, but I'm going to guess that Big Kres either doesn't get his blood taken or like, I don't think he kills Daniel. I don't see Daniel dying, but maybe K Paul dies or something like that. I don't know. See, okay. So, see, I'm thinking, I'm thinking it's too simple for him to take Kresimir's blood here. See, I think that's where I think I'm, I'm agreeing with you, but, but with different storylines. Because I, I think one of one of the storylines can kind of end simply if the other ones kind of don't. So I feel like Tamis will take care of Nick Slaus, but in the process, Nick Slaus will kill Vlora. Vlora will die. Vlora or Olam, but uh, I don't think it's Olam because he sent Olam back. So I don't think Olam will have time to get back. And I think I think Vlora will die, and I don't actually don't think that they'll make it to Adapest. I think. Uh, they'll be on their way down to Adapest through the... Oh, okay. I thought you meant... As, sorry. I agree. Yeah. I agree. They'll be on and their I, but, and, but Claremont will have already taken over. Claremont yeah. may, may even kill R- Ricky Teabags. I don't know. Uh, probably not, but he might. But I think Claremont will take over, and he will already, he'll be running Adro. Um, that reminds me. I, I didn't completely finish. You finish, and go ahead. Oh, okay. Okay. Sorry. Okay. Um, and and then and then what I was gonna say is I think Daniel's storyline will finish simple, and for this book I think he will somehow get Kresimir's blood, um, and we will and that'll be the climax of the story. Will be Capel and the blood and Mahali and them trying to get the bullet out of Kresimir. That'll be the crux of the of the. That'll be the climax that we're leading up to the the big thing and i don't know what will happen there but that's so that's where we'll end with them i don't really know what will happen with adamat but um that's my thinking though i think that'll be the simple one but it'll be the main one and then but you're going to lose vlora and and claremont's going to take over adro so what i think uh to finish out the the other story arcs yeah uh that so i do think Daniel's going to get captured i don't think he'll I don't think he'll initially succeed, but Bo and newly privileged Nyla will come and save the day. Oh, I forgot about them coming so down there. I think that's going to yeah. happen. And yeah, then I also right. think we're going to find out that Ricky T has been a bad guy all along. Really? And I think he may be complicit with Claremont. And he was taking Adamat to get ambushed at the Pandelic Canal. And I think Claremont wants retribution for what happened to Zetus, and that's on Adamat. Maybe. And so where we're going to get Adamat is that he's going to be organizing a militia to free the yoke of Claremont and Ricky Teabag, who will be Maybe. second in command. And he will somehow get correspondence to Tamas. I don't I think that's a long shot with Tamis because I think he thinks Tamis is dead. Well, and I don't think Ricky Teabags. I don't. I don't. I mean, I know you're you're just you know, like guessing, but I don't think I don't think T, Ricky Teabags will end up being the, the bad guy. That's my hot take. Yeah, it's just your hot take. I don't agree with it, but one thing I do think that might happen is Bo and Nyla might get sidetracked because of Charlemagne or Charlemagne uh claremont's attack on adro that yeah. could keep them from getting to Daniel, but Bo is so determined now he don't give a crap about it so maybe not um but yeah i think your big bad your big bad battle will be Daniel, capel mahali chrismir Bo, and nyla like that'll be your climax either that or the whole situation that happens in malvation uh, with Laura, I think Laura's. I, I think he's gonna die. 
something somebody's got to die there was a good redeeming we didn't touch on it but around the campfire when she finds him after he he rides 40 miles there's a lot of yeah i mean yeah resolution there yeah so so the formula from television happens you know when somebody (laughs) uh gets redemption they immediately die yep so i hope i mean it it was it it was good i i laura was a lot better in this book than than return to honor um like i I like a lot of laura in this book i do i do too minus the the, now that i'm putting thought to it yeah i don't think laura is gonna die i think if anybody's gonna die there it's tannis maybe and that that would be out of that would be like kind of out of like out of left field not out of left field as far as like in a bad way but like you like when you start the book you think tamas is going to be there the whole way like i've been thinking he's going to make it to the end if they save gavril they have a commander yeah or maybe gavril does that's that's another option i just don't think war is going to die i could be wrong just i he, but, he hasn't made precedence of killing main characters. He's had opportunities too. Well, he well, I'm thinking about in Promise of Blood, like when it ended, Sabon died. Yeah, but Sabon is not as big of a character as Laura was. But for Promise of Blood, she he was. Because she was only a passing character. We didn't even have a point of view of her in, in I, Promise of Blood. I think her part in this book is bigger than Sabon's part in Promise oh. of Blood. Well, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, you're right. But Sabon still had a pretty good role. I agree that his role was big. Like, well, and, okay, did, but but as far as like emotional, yeah, connection um, to the main characters, like I I I guess that's not fair. Sabon was well, like Tamis's best friend, but. Gav, okay. Now that you say that, Gavril is a more better comparison. So now I'm thinking Gavril will die because Gavril and Saban are, were very similar. Like Gavril kind of is the Saban for this book. Yeah, but with a little bit more uh, uh, connection because of whatever being family. So maybe it's Gavril that dies. That that would actually make more sense. I would actually like it, and if Tamis died. I like Tamis, and I kind of want him to be a character all the way through, but I think it would be fun for him to die yeah. and Gavril to lead the army to Adipus. Oh, yeah. I mean, I want to be surprised. Like, I want I want things to happen. I want to be surprised and satisfied. So, like, it can't just be, like, out of nowhere surprise, like, subver- subverting for sake of, sur- you know, subversion. But it, I don't but think if it, it makes would it, be that with Tamis. I think, it, yeah, I think it would be justified if Tamis were to die. It would, it would make sense. His main purpose was revealed several in, like, in the final acts of this, or I guess yeah. the second act, if you will. So he would technically, and that would make sense. So I guess what it would create is, does his actual real reasons does it get revealed by someone else in the next book? You yeah, because because Daniel knows and now Gabriel knows. So, um, but, but yeah, so uh, it it'll be it'll be interesting. I'm shit. I may I may finish it tonight. I'm I'm that I'm that hyped for it. So so I've um, got my reading planned. Yeah, I'm gonna finish. Um, <laughs> I'm like on the last like ten pages of uh, Babylon's Ashes, Ashes Book Six. Babylon's Asses. Babylon's Asses. <laughs> so i'm gonna finish that tonight okay and then i'm gonna finish our chapters and that will give me enough time for the next expanse book to make it in okay and i'll continue nice looks nice. persepolis rising seven expanse I think it is rising. Perceptus is rising. Because Tiamat's Wrath. rising. Yep. Wrath is eight. And yep. Leviathan Falls is nine. And Memories Legion is this collection of short story stuff. I can't wait to get into that. 
and it's got all of them and so like they're they're at different parts so i think like the first short stories between book one and two and or actually no the first one i think might be before leviathan wakes i think it's about uh fred johnson i like fred johnson i do too uh i like fred johnson and i've, I've learned to like really like um bobby like bobby has grown on me so much um i love i love prey i love all of them i love rg Taliban's like, war might be leviathan wakes is the best one but man those first three are so freaking good Caliban's War is fantastic. Abaddon's Gate's fantastic. See, I gave Leviathan Wakes five stars, and I was going to give, because like I said, I don't give out five stars a lot. Um, but I was thinking Caliban's War when I was about halfway into it. I was like, this is a solid four. But that last act won me over on being a five. I, I, and, and then the cherry on top. Go ahead. Or the cherry on top with the very last sentence. Oh, of uh, Caliban's War? Yeah, yeah. So that definitely made it a five. So. Yeah. Yeah. I guess, I, I guess in retrospect, I feel bad for telling you that Thomas Jane isn't on the credits for season two. I, I, I wasn't even really thinking about it, you know? It, it, didn't, it didn't affect me. It doesn't. I think it's the end of the first episode where Thomas Jane reveals himself. And I think he says that same thing. Hey, we got to talk. Oh. That's the first episode. That's the end of the first episode of season two. Wow. Shit. But yeah, um, I'm, I'm super excited to see what happens. Like I said, I'm going to take a, probably going to take a week off. It, it took me two weeks to, to read Leviathan Wakes. It took me three weeks to read Caliban's War. More just because of life. But um. Uh, so I'm gonna take a week off. It took me. I think it took me three days to do Leviathan Wakes, and that's, yeah. I guess, three days of reading rather. Yeah. Because I read it on my flight to Seattle, and I got like hooked. Oh I yeah. Started it. I started it when the flight took off, and I got hooked. So I I was reading the literal whole time, <laughs> and. uh I think I finished, you know, we were on vacation, so I didn't read, of course. Yeah. Um, and then I finished it, like, on the flight back or, like, the next day or something like that. It's a lot of fun. I did that with The Lost Symbol by Dan Brown. I read it. I read half of it on the way. We drove, like, eight hours somewhere. Read half of it on the way up. Read half of it on the way back. It's so. the best way to do it. Does Anne like to drive? Uh yeah, well this was when I was a kid, uh, so I was I was driving with my parents. But yeah, and likes to drive most of the time. So, but uh, all right, well, <laughs> we'll see y'all on the next one. <laughs> we're, we're running out of time, so you need to stop all that line. The official Billy Peppers is says out. Good, says good night. My name, not Matt, is Billy Peppers. Good night. <laughs> Bye. See ya.